Welcome to Flick Pals, your once every 365 days of a year of an episode of, uh, I don't know what this is. Anyway, uh, my name is Doug. With me is uh, Rico and Jeff Vandreesen. I think we gave your whole name, which was a big mistake. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we want to talk about The Mandalorian on the, uh, you know, the Disney thing. And uh, we wanted to do a separate podcast. I had this whole big plan. It was going to be called The DeLorean Man. I thought it was very clever. Uh, we were going to talk about this uh, podcast, uh, this episode uh, or the show every week uh, as the episodes came out. Uh, but after watching the first two episodes, I didn't think there was enough to justify it. Let's start right there. Guys, do you think that's appropriate? I agree. You are correct in that assessment. Jeff? I, it's hard It's hard to say. I think after the first two episodes, I think after the first episode, I adjusted my expectations about what the show would be. And I think I enjoyed the second episode much more after adjusting those expectations. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree that it's not going to be like, you know... One of your other shows is about Game of Thrones, which has lots of plot, lots of intrigue, lots of characters. It's not going to be like that. There's not going to be there's not going to be a need for that level of analysis, I don't think. Yeah, unless we want to get into every Easter egg we all spotted. <laughs> right. You know, it's, right. that's the only way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I want to start with that. I just want to say it. I, I I feel like it was overhyped to be more than a TV show, and it is a TV show. It reminds me a lot of like the A Team from the '80s. You know what I mean? Like these like ridiculous, over the top action sequences that are bloodless. Even when somebody gets cut in half, uh, there's no blood. There's no there's no pain and suffering. Um, and it's the the main character is never going to get hurt. They're just going to you know be pulled to the brink of almost having some kind of lasting consequences and then something happens and it's not going to be the case. Um, before we get into it, I, I want to talk about uh, the extended universe stuff. And I, I want to just get this out in the open. I don't like anything that's not in the movies. Is that weird? <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> just just because, they're, they're, I, I, in my opinion, they're, and the only reason I know about the stuff that's outside of the movies is because I have a child who is currently really obsessed with Star Wars, and she started watching The Clone Wars, which I, I think is a very inconsistent show, but sometimes there's some good stuff. And then we started watching Rebels, which we've seen bits and pieces of before. I actually think Rebels is a very good show um, with very good characters. And so I, I'm not really ready to sort of write off the entire extended universe. Let me, let me ask about expanded universe before you had a child. Or let's say I, before I Disney very, bought the property. I knew very little of it. I'd read those Zon books, mm-hmm. that trilogy, which a lot of people really love. I I personally don't think they're that great. Um, but other than that, I knew very, very kind of little of it. So Rico, uh, I enjoyed Clone Wars um, and I was one of those cranky people when Disney bought uh, Star Wars and kind of went anything prequels. It's gone. Goodbye. And I was like, yeah, so so, yeah, I was definitely one of those people. I can agree that I think Clone Wars is inconsistent. It all depends on the story arcs that they're into. Yes, those are what's inconsistent. So I, you can tell there's um, not to go into Clone Wars too much, but there's definitely the things you could tell the creators really wanted to do and stories they wanted to tell. And then you could tell where and maybe it was George Lucas's daughter getting more involved. And all of a sudden there's these other kind of and this happens later, even probably past you. But where there's like other story arcs like oh, we're going to have four episodes on some droids. Great. And things like that. So, so yeah, there is a little inconsistency, but still I think that show showed what, uh, how it's you can really prequels, work on expanded stuff. And it's what the prequels kind of should have been in a sense. It's sort of like, here's the ideas that we meant to execute. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's strange because it's sort of all happening between two movies but it's sort of like what I think that they the story that they should have told or would have told if they kind of had their priorities straight from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I think it's really interesting because it's sort of like it's hard to explain, but it's like coloring off the page. But it's it's the pages that we should have seen. <laughs> like, yeah, they were able to, to take more time and do detail where you actually have character studies where, yeah, certainly Lucas was not. Right very good at all at executing how these characters are getting from point A to point B. And so, yeah, the Clone Wars can flesh that out. It was not George Lucas himself, so it's other people that can tackle it. 
and um, and two, it's you know, Clone Wars is a little different in that it was prequel centric. It was pretty much every type of thing. Most all characters are still coming out of what you were seeing in the prequels. Um, so, you know, that's, I don't know how fair that is to even include that as an expanded universe thing, maybe where the rebels can be slightly more. Yeah. I'm talking about old school stuff. I mean, yeah, uh, I have the unique experience of being a cisgender, you know, white male who kind of likes Star Wars. Okay, Very unique. Very (laughs) Very unique. So I have a, a weird opinion. But no, when I tried to wear like read expanded like I guess which is called legend stuff back in the day, even as a child, I, it just wasn't very good. I just would read it, no. and it seemed like I mean not all this stuff was coming from Lucas. He might have given the stamp of approval, but other people were writing it, and it just seemed very. It seemed None like what what would become fan fiction later. That's what it it's seemed. Yeah. yeah, none it of that ever fan. read as authentic to me. Right. Like none of it ever felt like this is Star Wars. It, and I, 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 growing up, and I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Like after Return of the Jedi, for years, yeah, I was starving for some Star Wars. I was just like, give yep. me something. And we, I remember and, talking about it, just saying like, why can't they do like I right. wanted the six, seven, eight, and nine. I wanted to see Luke and Leia and Han. You know, the fucking Ewok movies came out, and I got excited about those things. I mean, that's how starved I was, you know. Yeah. Like it was just like anything. So, um, but those the comics, the books, none of it ever really kind of scratched the itch for me. It never really sat and satiated me. So. I enjoyed the video games. That's about it. Um, yeah, but, I was gonna say Rogue Squadron. I liked. Yeah, and yeah. It's a bunch of yeah. Super Star Wars didn't really do much for expanding the universe, but it was fun to play. Uh, oh God. Uh, and then those ones that were like, I think it was called like. Uh, God. Outcast, Jedi Academy, those games, you play those? Those are great. There's like a first-person shooter slash third-person, you get to swing a lightsaber. Lots of fun. Um, anyway, I, I enjoyed Clone Wars, which is not the Clone Wars, and it's by the guy who did Samurai Jack. We talked about this yeah. on text messages. Yeah. And that came out like right as the prequels came out, and I enjoyed the shit out of that. Um, those are very different, but they're very, very good. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're just they're almost like a complete separate thing. Yep. Um very enjoyable and i was kind of upset that i thought i look and i think that's why i avoided clone war the clone wars when it came out because i thought it was like a reboot of something that i actually liked so i was uh, iffy on that um but i did see one episode of the clone wars where like this guy goes to a, a one of the jedis goes to the planet and he meets this like giant like i don't know elk creature who is powerful in the force but he's i don't know a centrist for lack of a better word Oh, I think that's Rebels you're thinking of. Oh, whatever. I don't I can't yeah. tell them apart. Mm-hmm. They all look the same to me. <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> no, but it, it was a it was you, an interesting just like a cisgender uh, <laughs> yeah. white man. <laughs> yep. It was uh but it, no, it was an interesting idea. There was it was definitely like uh exploring like I guess, you know, more of the force which sounds boring, but I feel like could be explored uh, in an interesting way, so uh, I I was intrigued, but no, I never both, went back. Both, I think, Rebels and Clone Wars do that. They explore the idea of the Force. There's an episode of the Clone Wars where they're on this like planet in another realm, which is just like a pure Force planet, and there's these three beings of the Force, and it, it kind of goes into the prophecy of the Chosen One and all that crap. And you think that that sounds like the worst kind of boring midichlorian bullshit. Yep. And it's actually pretty good. It's actually yeah. kind of like, oh, this is this is actually complex. This is interesting. And you kind of see the religion around it. And, you know, it's, it's just a two part episode and they're able to infuse more kind of mystery and intrigue with the force than George Lucas did with three movies and the prequels. So Jesus. Yeah. I mean the, yeah, the, the handling of the force. Oh, I say that's the biggest, uh, that's the biggest thing that fucked up star Wars for me was just the, the metachlorian thing that I, I never came back from that. I don't know. Ever. Uh, but let's talk about this show. So, uh, you know, Disney Plus wants to own everything, uh, and they're doing a good job because I gave them their, my money, or at least the free week. Um, and uh, I was excited for this show, and, I mean, it looked good. I enjoyed uh, Pedro Pascal. Um, and I guess let's start with the opening sequence. He goes into a cantina. So, no, we got to back it up. So, let's let cards on the table. I think uh, Jeff and I both enjoy The Last Jedi. Um, the Star, uh, the South Park Republican that is Rico, I believe, did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, I am not a hater of it, but I definitely kind of sat in the, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, aside from acknowledging that I think it, it 
it was the look of it was was crisp and he and he had some very you know a handful of very uh distinct visuals that definitely made it you know unique and strong okay and uh i'll just say one of one of the problems i had with the force awakens was just the amount of like head nods and and uh, nostalgia and and just all this all these callbacks so mm-hmm. uh, this show starts right off with uh, first of all so they didn't do a movie about this is not boba fett but I mean, come on. <laughs> it's a Boba Fett guy, right? Yeah. Um, and he's, well, he's walking he's into a Mandalorian. It. I mean, yeah. they, there's if you Dave, if you watch the Clone Wars, it's done. There's lots of episodes <laughs> about Mandalore, and there's lots of I'm not going to do that. Lots of backstory about the whole uh, the people of Mandalore, if you will. So I, all I am, all I'm going to say is I'm thankful that they didn't do the Boba Fett survive death because I'm I didn't like the the Darth Maul thing. And how death has no consequences. It's not like they're going to bring back, Gen- uh, you know, Emperor Palpatine for <laughs> for the last movie. Oh, or something. Of course not. Yeah. So yeah, like, I don't like guys. death having no compl- uh, consequences because uh, you know there's no stakes. It ruins everything. But anyway, okay. So I'm getting over it. So he walks into a cantina, of course, like a bar, whatever you want to talk about. It. And as soon as he walks in, they do the, like Sergio Leone spaghetti western, like do 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 do. But they do it with like a pan flute, and I was like. I cringed. I, I openly guffawed. I was like, ooh. But yeah, I guess the music I still haven't uh, adjusted to. Yeah, me yet. neither. But I want to say I guess western is the best kind of backdrop for this for this type of show. And people have always told me that the original Star Wars was a more like a, a spaghetti western than anything else than a sci-fi movie truly. So eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I've There's always, definitely elements, but sure. some elements. There's elements of Lots of different. It's a it's a soup. It's a stew. You know, like it's a bunch of different crap. Sure, it's a but fortress. It's a little bit of spaghetti western. It's a little bit of. But that's a kurosawa, right? I mean, spaghetti western all yeah. is all from. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he they stole from him, so right. and this does too. So yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Darth Vader's a samurai looking guy. Whatever. Um. So, but okay. So it, it starts off, and the action was kind of fun. But I think where I started to like go mm, is the blue guy, the like I guess he was supposed to be comic relief, the the Mark, um, mm-hmm. Horatio Sands. Was it Horatio Sands? Mm-hmm. God, yes, I, 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 he's, I had to watch a yeah, so I had to look it up, but yeah. uh, I realize that he's huh. funny as shit when he improvs. When he has nothing and he's given nothing and he improvs, he's he's quite funny. I recommend looking up Improv for Humans. It's a podcast. It varies based on the guest, but he is uh, goddamn hilarious. That's unfortunate because he was annoying and uh, he took me out of it just to begin. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on I, the yeah. opening sequence? He uh, also, I feel like, yeah, the design. It's it's really like to create a creature that you kind of go, yeah, that fits right in Star Wars. It, it's tricky. And so I think while people can kind of rip on George Lucas, he, for the most part, was pretty good at being able to somehow kind of move artists in a direction that, for the most part, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that's, I guess that's Star Wars. Um, and he seemed a little bit like he was coming from some other universe. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't like a, you know, a general Akbar character or something. It wasn't like an already established species. So I guess I give him credit for trying, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just, I mean, more so the character I felt was, it was trying sure. to add some levity. Um, but I think my biggest problem with this, uh, they didn't do a good job of uh, making you relate to Mandy or uh, the Mando. Mando, yeah. I agree. I My biggest problem with the first episode is I did not care about this character in the slightest. Yeah. And while on one hand I really liked that um, there wasn't a lot of dialogue, I, I, I actually really liked that. I actually thought, hoped that the comic relief character would have talked less so there would have been more tension mm-hmm. instead of being this kind of wacky, like, hey, buddy, like, like going to help right. you out here? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, diffusing that, anything. Yeah. Building. Yep. And I think that they did that because the Mandalorian isn't speaking that much. And that's yeah. part of his character. And I, I don't hate that. Um, but the only time that I really try to give you any insight into who he is are these really, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, these really clunky flashbacks. Yeah. And, yes. I did not think worked at all. And so they have to figure out another way to sort of make him to give me care about him more. Yeah. They did it in the second episode, which I'll, we'll talk about when we get there. But the first one was sort of like, okay, I don't dislike this. There's some fun stuff 
it's it's a definitely a different genre set in the universe I care about. But like, so what? Like, what am I what am I latching onto here? Um, I, I felt like I cared more in retrospect because like I I understood why he related to uh, the orphan Yoda. Spoiler alert! Your only warning. Um, we're gonna talk about this episode and the next one. And uh, so like he, uh, you know, just because it's a child, that's one thing. But it you kind of got the you know the flashbacks and then he was talking with the person who was upgrading his armor about, uh, you know, I was a foundling. Hey, I was a foundling too. So, you know, he was an orphan. So he got that kind of a little bit, but, but you're right. It wasn't enough. Like, and I feel like there's other, other shows or movies like, uh, look at dread. I know, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I liked it a lot. Um, but you know, you had the Carl Urban, Carl Urban, it doesn't talk much. Um, but he's given like a foil, a buddy, and I feel like he needs a buddy, um, or somebody else that he's forced to Rob, work with, I think, to, to Rob help. Rob Schneider, right? <laughs> yes, he needs a Rob Schneider. <laughs> yes. Rob no, Schneider I'm is not talking about alien. Judge Dredd, I'm talking oh, about Judge Dredd. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, I think one thing, too, is, and, and this might tie into tone, which is probably for maybe all of us kind of going, what's the tone of this going to be? Is this for adults? Who's this for? And so, you know, that first episode doesn't take long where you go, okay, they're going to kind of play it down the middle. It's going to be for families. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, certainly. And, and I think and I watched him, it, it's very much like, I think for adults like us who grew up on Star Wars and their kids, like yeah. that's, I think who it's for. Like you can mm-hmm. watch it. I can watch it with my daughter and it's fine. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I did. And so, that's fine, but it's also it lives in that sort of nebulous space where, you know, it's it's not going to be that exciting because right. it's going to shoot right down the middle. Yeah, yeah, and it won't maybe have the level of intrigue that it could have. But also, I think his character, where it seems like he should kind of be sort of like a Han Solo, where he needs to start off kind of dastardly seeming, and they were pretty quickly already kind of humanizing him right away and making him, you know, and already by the second episode, certainly you're like, oh, this is a very loyal, good guy. And so you're like, well, okay, I guess that's fine. Yeah, um, and I think they did a hand uh, shot second situation in the cantina scene, which, you know, in the previews you saw him hook the guy and bring him to the, you know, butthole door that closed and cut him in half but you didn't see what happened in the and what we got to see in the episode in which like the guy he was dragging like i feel like he was just gonna drag the guy and capture him but then the guy started shooting at him he's like well fuck this i'm gonna murder you so i feel Mm -hmm. like that's like he's not they're already establishing him as not a complete piece of crap which is why they i think they they're trying to i don't know i and then the han solo you heard about the han solo scene getting re-edited yet again for disney 10th version (laughs) what's worse that or the the dragon call that obi-wan kenobi does have you watched i haven't i haven't seen the newer one no oh my god the old one was weird right the the new one's weirder yeah he's he's like he's going like ooh, like i swear (laughs) to god that's what it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) it's bizarre watch pull up the youtube and watch the watch it over the years and you'll just be like what the fuck it's truly strange i remember Um, i remember the original going like there's no way a man can make that sound but just like getting over it and then yeah you're right still pretty similar the original still kind of like it's 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 fucking weird it's just gotten stranger over the years (laughs) i'm telling you I love to with Lucas. I bet he's just to piss people off. He's like, oh, well, what am I going to change this time? Oh, but I, I could make that arm that got cut off in the cantina that has blood. Maybe I can make that look cauterized. No, but, I'm going to gonna make the Ewok blink. I read an interview with the, uh, the actor who played Gerudo, and he's just like completely bemused by the whole thing. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. But my favorite part was the, the dude, the actor who played Bib Fortuna in Return of the Jedi – just texted him McClunky out of the blue, and he was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he's just like, it's your new line. You got a new line. And he's like, he's like, I'm not even the guy that did the voice. I was just the, was just the nice. guy in the suit. I don't know. It just cracked me up. But I understand. <laughs> so the, here's the thing is that I understand it in a weird way because I think, like, you want people to relate to Han Solo. You want them to like him so he can't be a bad guy. But here's the thing. The movie's been out for the movie at that point when he changed it has been out for what twenty fucking years. We already like Han Solo. You don't have to hit right. a fucking uh, don't have to yeah, exactly. you don't have to swing for a double when you already hit a triple. He's already likable. We all love him. 
there's nothing that whole, needs to change. He needed to have an art. Yeah. Right. He's, he like needed to be shitty. Well, to likable. Like, right. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Selfish to, oh, I'll sacrifice myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like if they go back to the first Iron Man and like soften everything he says and doesn't, they don't make him a selfish jerk, you know, then, you, yeah. oh, well, now we kids can look up to him. Like, what? Oh. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, they have the shootout. They got, it captures them. And, uh, I guess freezing in carbonite has become like every you know no big deal because I think they made a big deal about it in Empire, right? Where it's just like you know people don't survive this or like it's never been done before. Well, um, yeah, I think there's the never been done thing. Of course, Clone Wars does it too, but yeah, oh wow, it's I definitely think Clone Wars does it with that um, They like they have to sneak onto this uh, prison planet. prison, and so they carbonite all the Jedi to like sneak on. And I actually think it's that ship. I think he's that's the ship that he. Has because they refer to it as a Clone Wars oh, ship, um, so I don't know. Hmm. Or pre, they they say it's a pre Empire ship. So uh, okay, yeah. Speaking of it that ship, little, it is a little surprisingly easy just to fucking free someone though. It's yeah. a little just like sit, hit a switch and it's like bam. It's like oh, I thought. This but was do you like was was yeah? It was like Boba Fett is the backstory. Then Boba Fett's like, oh man, guys, I got this great way of transporting. People <laughs> yeah, now. it tells all the Darth men- Vader made me do it, but it's totally sweet. Uh, yes. It, it, and speaking of the ship, when I first saw it in the promos, I think other people mentioned it too, it looked like the, the Firefly ship from, uh, you know, Serenity, the movie and the Firefly series. And, you know, it, <laughs> Firefly has ripped off a lot from Star Wars, right? I think. Safe to say. But I feel like this show is ripping off Firefly in which, so in Firefly, if you don't know, it's, you know... It's 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 a ensemble where this is not. It's just one guy, but still, like the conceit is, they find like um, this evil empire is searching for this young kid um, who has like extraordinary powers, and they you know she's found like smuggled in a box, which is basically the premise of what's going on here. It's not a hundred percent. I'm working on this theory. I should have worked it out before I brought it to you guys, but. But still, I noticed the you know similarities. I mean, it's a Western. It sure is Western for Firefly. Um, okay, I guess that didn't hit. Moving oh, yeah. on. No, I'm I'm drinking my tea. Tea? Whoa, you really changed, man. <laughs> I've uh, I've never seen Firefly. I saw the movie. Ooh. And that was yeah, it. I know. I'm the same. So, I started watching the pilot once, and that's I didn't. It's rough, that. guys. It's rough, but once you get used to the characters, not used to them, it, it, it's charming. Uh, Nathan Fillion really. <laughs> You're really selling it. <laughs> yeah, he got past the episode, like the fourth You're episode. You're never gonna like any of it, but you know. <laughs> Did you ever watch? Characters are terrible, but yeah, forced <laughs> to just kind of it'll grind you down into just nothing. Just it. I never watched it. Buffy. People tell me, you know, if you like Firefly, you should watch Buffy, but. Yeah. Mm. Mm, wow. Okay. okay. I, I'm not. I, Josh Whedon bugs me. <laughs> That's all. Whoa. Okay. All right. First Avengers movie was pretty great, but whatever. Um. All right. So, uh, uh, what else about episode one? I just want to jump around. Um, you know, IG Eleven. That was kind of fun, but once again, that's you know. It wasn't IG eleven, you know, just like this yeah. isn't Boba Fett. Come on, motherfuckers! You guys are just <laughs> let's 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 put this, well, the guy in the movie and call him something slightly different. Look the same in like the entire original trilogy. I mean, the first shot of C three PO, there's like a droid looking just like him like, right. right behind him. So that didn't that didn't bother me at all. I actually really liked the way it moved. I thought it moved really cool, right? And it felt kind of like I don't know. It felt I hate to say it, but it, "Quote unquote real," like it, I can imagine a robot actually moving like that. Um, I felt yeah, like it was like um, it was like the Yoda scene, only done better. You remember Yoda in uh, I think it was Attack of the Clones when everybody's like, "Well, how the fuck would Yoda fight?" And then we found out he just does crazy like cartwheels and shit, endless unnecessary flips. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I feel <laughs> like this was another thing where people were like, "Well, I wonder how IG you know eighty eight or just a droid would like kick ass." And I think what sold it was like not only the rotating, but when he's like stopped, there was like a little bit of like a, a shake or a jingle, like actually like there was some physics involved instead of, you know, right. What yeah. there was the no physics at all in the CG that was in the, you know, mid two thousands, early nine or late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine too, yeah, whatever firm, because now it's like you know five different companies work on all these movies. Uh, you could tell, yeah, that the IG eleven was definitely given to you know. 
ILM or someone good and <laughs> they right, took right. their time. They had it planned well. They had the budget for it. So yeah, he, he looks solid. Yeah, and I actually uh, really liked the interaction with the two of them too. This is the first time I was like, oh, I actually kind of don't hate this character. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I hate. I like that he hates droids. I don't know why. I I just enjoy that. And I like that he has to put that aside. Um, and, and that he has to convince the thing not to kill itself and move <laughs> in the process. And then he has to kill it. And then at the end, he's just like, no, I'm actually going to kill you. Um, yeah. Even though I saw that coming, clearly, it was like, you know, a thousand miles away. Um, I, I was I was a bit bummed when he had to kill it because I was like, oh, well, now we're just going to get this quiet character I know nothing about and don't really care about um, with a baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, at the end of the episode, I was a little bit like, oh, OK, I'll, let me lower my expectations. Not that not that I didn't like it. I, I thought it was fine. But, you know, you go into it thinking it's going to be one thing. and It's clearly not that. Yeah. So we, I just had to readjust some. Right. I was impressed that I wasn't during the Warner Warner Herzog scene. I wasn't 100 percent aware that it was Warner Herzog. And I think that's the biggest compliment I can give him. Right. Because I mean, I'm like, oh, this is Warner Herzog. I can't wait for this. But he didn't. He did a pretty good job of just acting and just being a character. I don't know. He's a good actor. Is he? I've never seen him in anything. Yeah, he's he's performed in his own movies and other people's movies. Like he's well, who did he play in Grizzly Man? himself <laughs> for real he was the grizzly <laughs> he was the man mm-hmm. uh, no but i've never seen him act and uh i was impressed like i said it was you know it was kind of neat to see you know the broken down like you know the shambles of the empire and all these uh these guys just living in a whole yeah. stormtroopers old stormtroopers kind of emaciated yep. yeah. right I'm looking forward to kind of getting more into that. I was kind of hoping that that was going to be a bigger part of the, of what was happening. And I, I feel like it's going to come back to it. Um, oh, just yeah. because I'm, I'm, I'm curious of that aspect. Like I'm really curious about, you know, what this world is like post the fall. And so when, when we kind of stayed away from that for a long time, I was kind of like, okay, can we get back to that, please? Can you give us <laughs> yeah. more information about that? Um, yeah, this giant power vacuum that has to be happening in this right. galaxy. Right, exactly. When I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna say, well, I'm relieved that it's not like front and center because I don't want that to be the case. Because I, I do want this to be sort of separate from that. I, I would like a little bit more of the world to sort of seep in at some point. And I think it will. I think you know this is yeah, yeah. Even even as much as I ended up really liking the Clone Wars. It took me a while. I had oh, to really sit with it for a Just bit. like Firefly, it's huh? It's true. It's true. <laughs> and uh and yeah, and so and this Dave Filoni, he did both well, he's producing. He's at least got a hand in it. It's it's Favreau, which he's right. done well, he wrote, five things. Filoni wrote and directed the first episode though. So Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I definitely trust that guy. He's a guy, even if they were like, hey, you know, this guy can be one of the main brains going, what should Star Wars be doing? I would frankly be OK if Filoni. Oh, was. no, he's good. For real. Yeah. He's he was involved with Rebels a lot, too. Like he's he's, the yeah, he's like the Rebels guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, one of the biggest uh, well, not one of the many biggest problems I had with uh, the Force Awakens is we just didn't know the climate of how we got from. Return of the Jedi to where we picked up the story, uh, specifically the government, and you know there was like a, a Senate that got destroyed by Death Star Five, whatever it was, and um, and how Leia was with the Resistance, but they weren't part of the Galactic Fleet, and all this bullshit. Yeah, um, right. The New Republic was like, well, I guess it exists, but... And then, like, you could read a book called Aftermath, and I was like, well, you can suck my dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can't bother to put this in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the whole uh, the whole setup, the the Werner Herzog scene. I enjoyed him um, doing it not just for money, but for this weird cultural artifact, this metal that he then turns into a piece of his armor. Um, and I saw like a review of this, uh, which says it's just like a video game in which there's a whole bunch of side quests and you are upgrading your armor occasionally by acquiring, uh, treasures. So I, but I liked it. I don't know. That was neat. 
intriguing. Yeah. I want to learn more about the. I want to learn more yeah. about the Mandalorians and their their culture, whatever they're. Because at one point, I think it might have been in episode two. He says, "This is part of my religion to like always have a gun." Yeah, right. And if as much, yeah, how much of that is kind of just a funny comment as opposed to genuine. Right. But, um, I think yeah, the I one mean, thing too that that's is just talking about the all the Mandalorians and you have the one you know making the armor. <laughs> and kind of right off the bat, I was like, oh, this could get really funny and silly with just mm-hmm. a bunch of Mandalorians wearing helmets all the time. And <laughs> yep. and I, even when she's making the armor, I was kind of already laughing in a way that I was like, ah, they probably don't want me to laugh at this, but. Here we are. This is kind of silly, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I, uh, I did like the scene in the armor making. I just didn't like the flashbacks. Yeah. The flashbacks were just confusing. They were, they didn't seem to have any kind you couldn't tell what was really going on. Like, okay, pain, uh, parents dead. That's what I got from it. And I think that was the most important thing to take away from it. It still just wasn't enjoyable and it didn't, I don't know. It wasn't, it didn't drop enough like breadcrumbs for me to be, um, dying to know more i don't know right yeah it's a point where i i know they're trying to go with a very minimal dialogue and i respect that choice but it, it would have been a place to have a little bit of exposition about mandalore's history because it is an interesting history i think they used to be they used to be pacifists um and then there was the civil war and it's it's interesting but instead they just have these really weird and clunky flashbacks that don't tell you everything and it sort of just doesn't quite work i don't think and i'm fairly um, certain that will come out but uh you're right oh yeah. I, don't, I don't know i i think you should have given a little bit more to begin with something right. yeah even if it wasn't yeah. him if it was other characters i don't i can't think of a really great way to do it but i don't think that, that was the best way but to, that guy could have approached him at the bar and go hey you're mandalorian right didn't all your people get killed and just i don't know somebody give you an info dump maybe i don't know something yeah but I think it's, yeah, with Mandalorians, it's too, it's very like clan versus clan. Every clan has right. its own thing, and they kind of war with each other. So, yeah. And then and then with the Republic and, this, and the Clone Wars, all this, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff happening there and blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, I'm sure all of it will, will, okay. will come out. Um, yeah. But again, I think speaking to him having a backstory, it's it's certainly you have to. He's the lead character, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, if he's going to be your cool kind of stand-in for Boba Fett, when did people love Boba Fett? When they had no clue where he came from, you know, like when, yeah. when we don't get all that That's background. True. So it's, 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 it's kind of, they're going to be trying to have their cake and eat it too, and I think that's going to we'll see. We'll yeah, see I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the big I guess reveal plot twist not really is um it's baby Yoda. Also, it's the pig man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh god, the pig man pissed me off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just because he had no motivations. He's just like since these people came around, uh they've caused trouble in my neighborhood. Goddamn. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. Whatever. Landed on my planet. Yep. There's been nothing but bad people. <laughs> Somebody should build a wall. And, uh, yeah, and it's just thing is he's willing to help. He doesn't really have any motivations. And then the annoying thing, he's just like, I have spoken. And I was like, fuck you. You're not the trash heap from Fraggle Rock, number one. Number two, that's some dumb, like, like he talked normal the entire time. He was just, he had no, whatever, nothing alien about him. He just did, said something weird to punctuate, like, I'm done talking. And I just, uh, I was just uh, angry. Yes. David spoken. spoken. I do Dog, like that he was just like, get a hard on for Mandalorian. Like he was just like, that's the only reason he's helping him. He's just like, oh, you're a Mandalorian, cool. And that was it. Absolutely, <laughs> right. he could have helped any of the other guys who'd well, also. Well, no, come. he did say he did help the others too, though seemingly because he wanted the. Yeah, it was a little fuzzy. And then the horse riding scene, learning to ride uh, a horse. Oh my god! Stupid <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Why aren't they four legged? If they're if like he's like, oh, you can't get around without these things. Like, and really? why he those has a ship? Like they're moving. Too <laughs> he's <laughs> got a fucking spaceship. <laughs> why can't he drive the spaceship over to the thing? I don't know. Right. Well, I guess you have to sneak in, but yeah, sure, exactly. You can get much closer. Yeah, he he did a great job of sneaking in. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, to be fair, it was the droid who just kind of busted right up in there. But so, yeah, yeah. just more Western stuff. Learning to ride a horse through a yet a dozen, another desert planet. Which, I mean, come on, I'm 
It's Star Wars. It took a, all the 15 minutes to end up on a goddamn desert planet. Um, and their jaw was here, by the way. <laughs> and their jaw was with the same sand crawler. That's again, just like, yeah. we, we, it's got to be the same shit, really? Yeah. It didn't bother me because I, I really feel like at this point, like all the races are just interspersed throughout the entire galaxy. Um, and they're just like, you just, know. Just like every planet like, is one climate. Is is Tatooine where the Jawas come from, or are they just there along with other places? Like, do they just live in desert climates? I guess I don't know. It didn't. It didn't really bother me. Yeah, I guess it's like the sand crawler. It's like you want to kind of think of that as a one-off, unique thing instead of they've all got one. There's yeah. oh no, I have always assumed that like all the Jawas are just hanging out in them all the time. Like I don't know why, <laughs> but like like they just pull up in their like. It's almost like an RV camp. <laughs> Are you working on your Jawa uh, screenplay? Yes. yes my job. <laughs> Jawa swingers. It's, it's, All right. So like he, he has to learn to ride a. He has to learn to ride a horse. He learns to ride a horse because he's just like. Your ancestors used to ride horses. He's like, okay, I'll try. No, again. No, they're, they're, they're like dragons. <laughs> right now, I'll succeed. Dragons. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he rides a horse, and then uh, yeah, there's the the standoff at the Alamo where the droid kills everybody, and they pull out a basically a Gatling gun, more old west fucking imagery, and um, you know they get the better of it. The droid wants to blow itself up which i found it cheesy but i still enjoyed i agree with you i think it was fun and i obviously it was taiko watiti and uh yeah he's great would have loved for him to stick around but we find out it's baby yoda and he doesn't want to kill it uh and kills the ig unit instead and that was the end of the first episode and after the end of the first episode uh yeah you said you readjusted your uh expectations I I would have to say I had to readjust mine as well. Um, I don't know. It it it's fine. Like the show is fine, but it's not great. I don't know. It's still early, yeah. but I I actually enjoyed the second episode much more. Um, and I think it's because I I was like, okay, now I know what they're doing, so I'm going to go into this one knowing what they're doing, and therefore I I won't be as disappointed. And I think I I I don't think I was. I mean, it's not like the second episode was better necessarily. But there are some things that they did that I liked and um, some of the things that did in the first movie they continued or first episode they continued to do. Uh, and uh, I and I'm just kind of curious about where it's going. I, I'm glad that they're no longer on that planet. <laughs> because <laughs> like if, if there's another episode on that planet, I'd be like, OK, guys, come on. Like, what's yeah. going on here? Um, but we'll, we'll get to it when we talk to them about the next one. Let's jump right in. I don't I, uh, unless you have anything else to say, uh, Rico, about the first episode. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I'm in agreement with most everything. Uh, we'll see if IG-11 never comes back. I feel like he'll probably He could easily up. come back. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a robot. Someone will find him and stick a whatever back in his brain, and mm-hmm. he'll be up, up and running. Or it'll be IG-88. They'll just jump to him. Who knows? Or he'll just um, transfer his consciousness into a stupid goddamn spaceship. <laughs> yeah, like he'll, av- he'll Avatar. No, it was in Solo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was in Solo. That's right. Uh, okay, so the, the second episode, I think, starts off pretty well where he's just walking with the baby, and the baby's in this, like, hovering pod, which I, it was it was confusing whether um, Jango Fett or Boba Fett or uh, Mandalorian, whatever, had control over it or was, whether the baby was, like, controlling his hover egg. Um, Can I ask a quick question Yeah. the first episode first? I'm sorry. What do you guys think? Do you think that the people pr- were protecting the baby? We don't or know they because they were all murdered. <laughs> well, I mean, if they wanted the baby dead, then it would have been dead. So clearly they wanted it alive. So no, not, much. not killing it, but were they protecting it from outsiders to take it or keeping it hostage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. To sell it? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just curious if you had any opinions. I mean, it could go either way. Uh, I haven't really, yeah, I haven't really thought about it. I don't know. Okay. If they if they bring that back that like lizard race of people that were slaughtered, maybe it'll come back into play as far as what he was doing there in the first place. But uh, um, you know, I, I feel like yeah, for me, it'll we'll start to see right away when we start to see what Warner Herzog's true motives are and whatever. It's gonna have so, to be that scientist or whatever who almost got shot when he came oh, out yeah, of the bathroom. The dude with the goofy glasses. Yeah. yeah. 
But I, I like them just uh, strolling through the canyon, and then it becomes, you know, painfully clear that uh, they get attacked, and it becomes clear that people are going to be hunting this baby Yoda. So uh, whatever this guy does with it, he's going to be, there's going to be people, like, constantly just trying to, I don't know, sabotage him, uh, ambush him, uh, mm-hmm. because they're going to try to get the bounty on this uh, baby Yoda. Bushwhack him. What's that? I said bushwhack him. Yeah, there you go. He's going to get himself hogtied and railroaded. Comes back to a spaceship. It's been stripped. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It immediately starts murdering Jawas from afar. <laughs> this guy. Which I actually really loved. Yeah. I love they're just exploding. Like, I was like, that's fantastic. Like, he's like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to get my big gun. It's just like, <laughs> it just. I, I like how their clothes get left behind. I don't understand how that works, but like, yeah, it's like they've been raptured. He's got a. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but I did enjoy the assault on the uh, uh, sand crawler. I was always confused as to the scale of the sand crawler. You know, as a kid, because sometimes it looked huge, and uh, I don't. I guess it was a model, so I don't. I don't know. Never got an idea how big it was, um, but now I got a pretty good idea. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the, like, you know, climbing up, you know, pulling, murdering a couple of <laughs> Jawas and then just tossing them overboard. Yeah. I What I liked about this was, again, in the beginning of the episode, there's very little dialogue. And I was like, this is cool. I like that they're doing this. And I I could see myself like as a writer kind of writing it out and, and enjoying the process of like writing this world with no dialogue. Because one of the things about Star Wars movies is often the dialogue is difficult, I think, <laughs> to sort of get right. Right. Um, well, I hate sand. Then, yeah, say that. exactly. Hey, sand. So this, this, what I liked about the sequence was one, it was actually, I thought, well done. And you did get a good sense of scale. And it was just fun to see him kind of like tossing these little buggers off the side. But I also really liked that it showed that he's not, like at first when he starts running after it, you know, I think that you're supposed to think, oh, he's going to, he's going to mess them all up. Mm-hmm. And he just gets his ass kicked by these little yeah. guys and this giant <laughs> thing. And I like that it shows that he's, fairly vulnerable like he's not yeah. this ultimate badass that you're supposed to think he is in the first scene in the cantina he's he's pretty kind of like you know average <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as this ultimate warrior bounty hunter guy um so i don't know i i, I like that aspect of it yeah no yeah, i'd agree and, and uh, yeah it was uh it's kind of a fun it's, it's slightly more creative way for them to riff off of the uh the job of sailing barge and some of those little moments where like luke's throwing guys out of the if you remember that yeah it was remember on the desert Return planet of the jedi yeah <laughs> but like they have the big flaps are opening up and the guys are trying to shoot oh yeah like, like luke's climbing like up one of them and he somebody, just grabs the guy and throws he him just out grabs the guy and throws yeah, him out yeah so it's like a clever way of going oh okay <laughs> it's also where uh boba fett died forever yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Boba Fett is dead forever. <laughs> Considering his clan from the first, you see the Boba Fett. What Boba Fett? Oh the yeah, I saw that on his uh, shoulder. Yep, that totally pops up. Like that's the clan. He's Did you with see or this? Whatever's going on. Did you see this, Jeff? Yeah, uh, I can't wait for S- somebody. Two man, two Delore, which is going to be season two. It's <laughs> this guy and Boba. Uh, they need to add a third, so it'd be three men and three Mandalorians and a baby. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, the baby Yoda. Uh, but yeah, so there's the assault on the things, and the pig man finds him and says, "Listen, you can't steal your stuff back, but you could probably trade for it." And like, you got to go get the egg. I'm like, okay, here comes a side mission, and you know it's fine. <laughs> you know he goes. I enjoy when the Jawas just start screaming the egg, the yeah. egg, the egg, and keep repeating it. The sequence where he has to get the egg isn't that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a video game scene. It's video fun. game scene, right. and it just leads up to uh, you know Baby Yoda doing something useful, right? Or mm-hmm. show uh, confirming that he is force powerful, force, force sensitive, again, which uh, you assume he was I, because why? I mean, right. Because that's what you're talking about. The moving of this episode is: is it Baby Yoda that's that's moving him, floating himself, or is it the thing and and Mando that are controlling this little? Yeah, at one point little, he pulls well, out like a remote control. Like, side, yeah. Yeah, he uses his control on his armor at one point to move it. Yeah. It's him. Um, But he's not doing that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, things are already muddied, you know, where you're already kind of going, yeah, there's certainly not going to be any surprise when Baby Yoda uses the Force. So, but whatever. 
I mean, you have to assume that that's why they want right. it. Why he's valuable. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's sure. a, so also, yeah, they, they just took the, re- I'm a little apprehensive about the fact that you like, how should I explain this? Lucas was always very protective of Yoda as a species or whatever the alien species Yoda and I guess Yaddle belong to. Yaddle. Maybe that's the baby's name, Yentl. Um, uh, so I'm a little apprehensive about the, that they're going to dive into that um, because I don't really think it's going to be that as interesting as people might think it is. Like, it's just like, what's, what's the difference? It's just another alien. Yeah. Race. I don't give like, a shit. Yeah. I honestly yeah. don't care. Call it, call it a, a Zebazoo and I'll be like, Ooh, great. Who gives a and fuck? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't love the idea that every single one of the, and this isn't necessarily true, but I don't love the idea that every single member of the species is force sensitive. I think that's odd. Like that's, that's racist. <laughs> well, I just think it doesn't make them that special. If every single one of them has the force. But it's once again, like, it's oh, just okay. it's just this lazy callback crap. Uh, this nostalgia bullshit. Where like, um, and right. and that's what we we talked about this offline. But uh, honestly, I understand that you can't take too many chances. Like, you you bought a franchise. You you've got to like what makes Star Wars Star Wars characters and scenery we've seen before. That's that seems to be the Back case. Swings. Yeah, yeah, X-Wings and fucking, you know, uh, I don't know, Death Stars. <laughs> All the Death Stars. Yeah, um, more Death Star, please. But but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they, they can break away, but I, I, I'm tempering my expectations just because it's going to be probably years before they can really explore. But they, I'm, I'm frustrated that the people just don't understand, and I, I guess I don't. I can't define it. What makes Star Wars without all this fucking set dressing and these callbacks? Because it, it is, it kind of gets, bogs me down. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I, to, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I I don't, I will say I kind of like the, I think this is going to sound stupid. I think Baby Yoda looks really cute. I do <laughs> too. So it's I'm fucking. Like, so yeah, I'm sold on the designs. I, I just almost wish it wasn't force sensitive. I wish it was just like a baby. Um, yes, yeah. you wish it was I like a MacGuffin kind of a deal where like they got the yeah. wrong thing, you know, or, or even like you don't know why he has to protect it. It's not special. It's just a baby. It's just like yeah. a 50 year old baby um, and that he doesn't help him out. He's got to do it all on himself and he gets beat the crap up because he's just this dude and he's fighting a thing to give an egg on a side quest for these short people who won't give him back his ship unless he does. Like that to me would have been more interesting and not the, the safer, more predictable route. So I am concerned that they're just going to kind of hit those predictable notes over and over again. Um, but, you know, I, I'm I do like I will say I like that the show is very much different in the sense that it's a different genre it is very like i like the music i like that it's not sort of like the big kind of john williams scores. i like that they're taking risks with that i like that it's like it's a western but it's in this universe and yes they're still making self uh, safe choices about the callbacks about like you know the things like when he goes to see Werner herzog and the droid that comes out from Return of the Jedi comes out and like yeah. says the exact same thing that it says <laughs> in that movie. Like that bugs me, but it's also like okay, fine, like whatever. I know what I know where we are, kind of. Um, I've gotten to the point where things like that don't bug me. I just look past them; they just gloss over me. As long as there's not too much of them, yeah, then I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And salacious crumbs and little cages, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> getting barbecued, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and again, with Filoni involved and hopefully Favreau, they will be fine to branch out and get creative as they move forward. And so when it's a pilot, you go, OK, fine. Uh, maybe they, they they're feeling that pressure of we got to load it up with Easter eggs. And yada, yada. I'm very I'm very optimistic that more characters coming on will help um, mm-hmm. because I think that the more he's by himself or if it's just him and Nick Nolte, the pig man. Mm-hmm. It feels very isolating. It feels very constrained. And I, I'm worried that the other characters really won't be that big of a part of it. They'll just kind of be like one offs that show up here and there. Um, but we'll see. Like, I think that that might help the show a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, two things. Uh, one, of course, Baby Yoda is cute. I mean, didn't you uh, didn't you remember what was it? Muppet Babies? I think it was like um, 
It started from whatever one of the Muppet movies where they did a flashback where they were all like yeah, Muppets go to New York. There it like, is. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And then yeah. they turned it in a whole series because guess what? Those mm-hmm. Muppets are cute as babies. I mean, they're just fucking cute. And <laughs> yeah. and Yoda is a Muppet. He's voiced by fucking Fonzie Bear or whatever Frank Oz is. So and he's, by Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah, by Miss Piggy yourself. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's a mup it's a Jim Henson Muppet, so of course it's gonna look adorable as a, a baby. Come on. Uh, but I'm I'm looking at um, I had episode one just playing in the background while we were talking, and I thought about this during the egg retrieval scene because I found it disturbing that he gets the egg, he hands it to the Jawas, and they immediately oh, cut they it open totally and start eating it. That shit. And yeah. I was just like, I mean, you save one baby, and obviously, uh, you know, the egg could might not be fertilized. I, I don't know the you know the details, but still, you're gonna think egg, you're gonna think uh, baby, and you saved Yoda baby and i'm looking at the end of episode one when they find yoda he's in an egg-shaped thing right and not only that he's covered in what looks like canvas uh hair so the parallels to uh yoda baby yoda's like conveyance in the end of the first episode and the hairy egg that he retrieves are too similar to be just happenstance I don't know what the yeah, significance of it is. But... I think it might be a little bit like where it's headed in terms of what they want him for, what they're planning to do with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they're going to cut him up and, and eat his force essence or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Experiment on it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he gets the egg. He gives it to the Jawas. They fucking eat it right in front of him, disgustingly. And they give him his parts back, but they don't install it. Which I don't understand. I would say you're going to install it. Or I'm going to murder everybody. <laughs> that would have been my just terms and conditions. But that's just me, you know. I know. Well, the fact that they get a snack and they go, "Yeah, we'll give you everything back for a snack." Right. Like, all right. It was a pretty, pretty good deal, I guess. Anyway, and especially he's murdered like four or five of them. <laughs> they're okay with that. Ten of them, and they don't seem to care as long as the business is done. Then they they're like, kill all, right. all the assholes of the group. Yeah, yeah maybe. Just like, yeah, like, Thank you. Yeah. Less people to share the egg with. That's all I know. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I just thought it was it's crazy. And then uh, he has all the parts, and there's no reason for it except for to have a goddamn '80s montage of putting this shit back together in a helmet. And I kept thinking, you want to take that I know, helmet, the helmet off to fucking like, put oh, that this together? Helmet's already really cumbersome. This whole like we don't take the helmet off till we want to take the helmet off. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's pretty, it's, Man, it's, it's going to take four days. It will not if we work hard <laughs> and sing songs. I have spoken. I have, spoken. <laughs> I have welded. I have song. <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember stopping it at that point, like right when they're like about to put the ship together and going, "Okay, I'm going to go uh, use the restroom and I come back." And I was like, "Oh, there's five minutes left. I can't see what else. Can't wait to see what else happens in the episode." Absolutely nothing happens in the episode. <laughs> they. Starts up the plane, he goes into space, says goodbye to the guy who helped him for no reason, and then uh, Baby Yoda wakes up. Baby Yoda wakes up. Yep. yep. Right. Baby Yoda's not dead. Surprise. Yeah. We were all worried. Yeah. I mean... And two, it's playing with the... Um, where When he explains what the baby did to Pigface, and they both just seem like super confused. Like, once again... No one remembers the Jedi were a thing, which is just kind of, I don't know, it's fine, that I guess. It bother me. I, 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 I like that. I was actually really concerned that Pigman was going to be like, that means he has the Force. And he's going to like, start explaining. Sure. And I like, that would, I like that, that there are some been. characters that don't have any knowledge of this, that it's not this universal thing. Um, so that I was actually okay with. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was, I mean... Yeah, people say that all the time, like how, you know, if the Jedi rule for thousands of years and sat on, like, the whatever governmental counseling for so many years. But I got to feel like this is a very big universe with lots of planets or galaxy. Maybe it's just one galaxy, whatever. Uh, But still, like, most people probably have never come into, never seen a Jedi. Never actually, yeah, Yeah, actual contact. So you don't believe it. You probably think it's fake news. And, uh, you know, you go about your day thinking that, you know. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, change the way dies, buys are cast with your mind. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so I believe that, like, it seems believable that nobody believes that the Force exists because it seems like a rare thing to, like, for somebody to, like, wield it. I don't know. That's just... I wouldn't point. be surprised if they've heard of the Force. I think the combination of this little baby using it and the fact that, the, you know, nobody knows what race this thing is, it's like... 
how many of these people know who Yoda was? You know, probably not any of them. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a combination of like the, the fact that the force is probably, they probably haven't seen it. They may have heard about it. And there's this just like infant using it is probably just this weird thing that they're not thinking like, yeah, sure. That makes sense. That's what this is. I don't know. That maybe not. Well, and, I, and the show needs it to be special. Clearly they're wanting to make it special. So yeah. So you right. Can, you can't undercut that with people going, Oh, he's got the force. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So where do we think it's going to go from here? Uh, he's going to bring the baby back and he's going to want to know what they want it for. And it's going to be no good. And he's going to murder them and they're going to go after him. Yeah. But is he going to fall out with not only the empire remnants or whatever they're called? Um, but also his own like uh, clan. Like is he how like how much is he gonna have to like go it alone? Like is he gonna lose like every like is he just gonna like go through betrayal and betrayal? Gonna have friends? I don't know what I don't know what he has to lose. Like it's not very clear. He, that has, he has his much. he has his cultural identity and that's it. Seems like right. But I want that to be stripped away from him. His identity and the good, yeah, and he's a good bounty hunter, seemingly. He's getting the good key fobs, <laughs> whatever right. the hell they are. But he's willing yeah. to get uh, shortchanged because he doesn't want to take mm-hmm. Republic or re- yeah, whatever, Empire imperial credits. Imperial credits, yeah. yeah. Is, he, is he paying with it? Was Carl Weathers paying with it? It's like... Sushi Yuppie like Calamari, <laughs> yeah. Get some Akbar money. <laughs> and when he picked it up, it went like squish. I was yeah, like, yeah, makes sense. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. It's goofy. It's, it's fun. I, I'm reserving judgment. Uh, I really am. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hating it. Um, but the reason why I liked a lot of the new uh, Star Wars, at least the films, is because every movie has exceeded my expectations. Now, my expectations were pretty low for all of them, uh, exceedingly so for Solo, um, and I didn't think it was awful. Um, so that exceeded my expectations. Um, but this one actually let down my expectations. I, I agree we have to readjust them. And I, I, like I said, it was fun. It just, uh, there's just not enough meat there. I feel like I, I feel like you're right, Jeff. I feel like, and they're, they're playing it down the middle. They're not, they're not adding enough intrigue, um, to really appeal to adults. Um, and it might be overly sophisticated for some very small children. So I feel like it is right in that PG 13 wheelhouse. You know, I mean, the thing is, like, the Star Wars movies are doing the same thing. The old ones, the new ones, they're playing for both audiences, too. Yeah. I think the difference is that the good ones, not all of them, but the ones that I think really work, really care about the characters, and the characters really come through. And here, I I just don't really have that yet. Like, it's possible that that'll change, but at this point, I'm just kind of like... He's kind of cool, I guess, but like, I don't really care about the guy at all. I don't understand why I should. So until they kind of give that to me, it's it's just going to be something that I watch because it's in this universe that I like. Um, and if I don't end up caring about this character, it's probably not ever going to be that great of a thing for me. Um, so yeah, we'll yeah. see. If they can't get that, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got nothing. Yeah. And if this is right. only going to be eight episodes, we've gone through a quarter of the season and it doesn't it seems like it's just this is the main character it doesn't seem like we're yeah, going to be they got to start stepping it up yeah, yeah there needs to be more ancillary characters that are i don't know interesting or can help well, him shine i don't right, know right all right well and two yeah i mean and then like like jeff was saying i think yeah when once the baby's brought back and that then the real crux of everything starts to happen when he's if he's running away with the baby and he's trying to find his own allies and and suss out who he can trust who he can't yada yada and and then we're getting from other characters more of the world and what the reality is at that time yeah we'll see i'm sure it'll build up to some big cliffhanger i would imagine yeah so you know, so it, it might be it's like that was that disenchanted show. I watched that and I had no interest. I like sluggishly got through it. And then at the very end, I was like, oh, no, I'm interested. Hmm. But it was like, man, you're not really selling that too well either. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it took to the very end for me to kind of go, oh, maybe the show will be interesting. So I think I could see the show kind of doing that. And it's going to take a second season. Then I go, oh, wow, just wait till third season, everybody. Then the Mandalorian's really shining. You know, it, it could take that armor. armor. He's going to buff that armor and shine. Yeah, I well, can't it's a wait. Perfect, 
That's perfect for cos the cosplay world we live in now. Yeah. That he just keeps changing his costume a yeah. little bit. That's so, new toys. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I got one where he's got one titty, <laughs> and then I got another figure where he's got both gold or you know white gold titties. Um, you could buy the ultimate two hundred dollar version where you can swap out all the different pieces. Oh man, yeah. wouldn't that be great? Uh, all right, so let's wrap this up. I'm 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 looking forward to the next episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, but there's just so many more like. Uh, intriguing shows like Watchmen, which is coming on now, so we'll we'll break this up. Uh, but thank you guys for joining me. We're not going to do this every week. We're going to do it, I don't know, maybe two more times mid mid season, maybe, and then uh, when we wrap it up, and we will do, we will do a special flick flick pals for the Last Jedi. I hope. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Whatever. Uh, Actually, the, the next to Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, what were we going to say, Jeff? Uh, I, I, I was correcting I was action because of the rise of, rise of Skywalker is the actual title. So I was just being the obnoxious. <laughs> Whatever. The next one. Mansplaining guy. All right, well, y'all. One. Uh, thank All you right. for joining me, and we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. Peace. Thanks for having us.